if you don't have an issue with it, then it's not your issue, right? right? So you're here on this earth to figure out other issues of which you have a couple you've told us about. Is it just a couple, really? <laughs> Someone's being very kind this morning. <laughs> uh, you've mentioned a with couple. With the several but... dozen, Brian. You've got your hands full with that crap. <laughs> don't worry about this Focus! One. <laughs> Focus, Muller! Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. I am a licensed therapist. Brian has had an amazing journey with therapy and you always talk so very highly about it. Yes, thus far, so far, so good. (laughs) So much so that you actually wanted a therapist as a co-worker and a co-host. I think it was mandated by management. (laughs) They've had their hands full for 10 years and they thought, why not bring in Courtney Kelly? Well, one of the things I know that you have struggled with, and we've talked about this at other times during our Wellness Wednesday at catcountry.com if anybody wants to check those out. And also during Coping on the Couch, we've talked about when you have self-esteem issues and also issues with self-love. And a lot of times that can actually lead to some self-sabotaging. So you might think in your mind that there's certain things you want in your life, but for some reason you just can't get out of your own way and you keep creating situations or adding to situations maybe with some negative self-talk. Maybe you make choices that just keep derailing you from getting the things you want in life. So we thought we would talk more about this because a lot of people suffer from this, self-sabotage. In one area that we did not discuss when we talked about this on Mm -hmm. Wellness Wednesday, I did want to bring this up because I think we all have this friend or these friends. The ones from a relationship perspective Mm -hmm. who have a type that is so unhealthy for him or her and for whatever reason, they just can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. They never have a good relationship. They never want to accept responsibility for making those choices. Right. They come to you for advice. They do not listen to it. <laughs> I don't know that there's anything more frustrating than that, Courtney. Yeah, it's so frustrating because you care about these people yes. and they're making certain decisions over and over again. The thing is, I say, have empathy with everyone because we all have blind spots about things. Sometimes it's relationships. Sometimes it's career. It could be so many different things. We all have certain things we just don't want to acknowledge or see, and it takes us a long time. And for some people, that's a lifetime journey mm-hmm. of kind of uncovering this and getting more empowered around this and making better decisions. But yeah, a lot of times we talk about with self-sabotage, this can start happening when you're young. Maybe there's relationships that aren't healthy around you, and so it's kind of imprinted on you. And so you keep seeing these relationships. You're attracted to it because it's something that you're familiar with and you understand. It's kind of like the devil that you know. But then what it becomes is a lifetime of choosing relationships that keep feeding into that that are not so healthy. Well, there's the whole thing with people who stay together for the kids Mm -hmm. and maybe the kids are seeing what is an unhealthy relationship, but they don't realize it because they're kids. Mm -hmm. So they think that's normal. So when that child becomes an adult Mm -hmm. and pursues an adult relationship, they look for something similar, not realizing that what they saw was toxic and was never going to work and actually wasn't working for as much as you were maybe pretending that it did. Now, obviously, I don't want anybody to end up divorced. I've been divorced. It's a very painful thing. But at the end of the day, I can say that the divorce worked out well for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. My first wife and myself, both happy, both still friends, both with the people I think we were meant to be with. So that's something that you need to consider. The damage that you can do to other people, which may, down the road, cause them to Mm self-sabotage. 
the thing is, though, we learn through fear. We learn through love. We can choose how we're learning. And sometimes we learn through bad situations. And so maybe for the two of you in your relationship, there were things like you said, maybe she didn't come to you early enough with things that were communication issues was an issue. Communication. Yes. So that could have been something that was learned throughout her growing up, like not kind of voicing how you feel. I mean, again, I don't know the situation. I'm just well, throwing and we that out met there, very but, young, too. So you yeah. want to talk about growing up, too. You meet somebody at a very young age and then you evolve into another person. Mm. And sometimes that road, you were on the same one for a while, it forks. Right. And that's where the split comes. And that's not anything to be ashamed of. But once again, the interesting component that we have to say and point out because it happens over and over again. How many times, Courtney, do you have something dysfunctional or an issue about yourself that is rooted in your childhood? Mm -hmm. So it's really important to kind of be honest with yourself about, hey, what is something that just keeps coming up? What am I continually frustrated with? What is upsetting me? Or what are other people saying? Maybe other people are saying, hey, why do you keep making these certain choices? Like, Mm -hmm. we want to see you happy. And sometimes it is good to listen to other people's feedback, especially if they are to be trusted, if they are people who have proven to be supports in your life. But really to peek into that a little bit. And if it's overwhelming, this is one of those things that it's good to sit with a therapist because you can really process through this and talk about it in a non-judgmental way. Nobody's pointing fingers at you. It's just trying to figure out how do you take some of your power back. And another area that we can cover outside of the relationship realm, and we covered Mm -hmm. this on Wellness Wednesday, how many people, Courtney, in the lines of work that we're in, and especially on the entertainment side, I have worked with so many people who have immense talent, Mm -hmm. even more so than mine, if you can imagine such a thing. (laughs) I have a hard time wrapping my head around that myself. But it's almost like they can't stand the success. They have a fear of accomplishing things, I think, or they think that if I accomplish it, what then? I don't know what the psychology is behind that because Mm -hmm. I've always been a very driven person and nothing is ever good enough, which is my own mental health Mm -hmm. issue and drives me crazy. And you've seen it firsthand and we've pointed it out many, many times. But there are people who I've worked with them and we are literally on top of the world and then they will do something to screw it up, which doesn't just affect them, Mm -hmm. it affects me too. Oh my God, does that drive me crazy. Well, that's the thing. I think on one level, you can relate to the expectation in your daily life. Like you said, you like to keep your expectation low so you're not Mm -hmm. disappointed. But the thing is, for some people, they keep their expectation about what they can accomplish low because they don't want to disappoint others or they don't want to have that failure. Some people are very afraid of failure, but they're also afraid of success because with success, there's a higher expectation. There's more responsibility. And some people are really afraid of that and they don't want to screw it up. So what do they do? They screw it up before they get to that point so they can say, well, sorry, because in anticipation, they get so anxious about, I'm going to mess this up anyway, so I might as well just mess it up now. The only piece of that puzzle to which I can relate is this. There have been many times where I have worked on something where it's been award-winning or we Mm -hmm. are number one in the ratings, be it on TV or be it on the radio. And my first response, my knee-jerk is always this, well, what now? Yeah, (laughs) There's only one place to go from here, and that's down. Because (laughs) what are the odds of maintaining this for any length? of right, time right and it might be a fluke so I get that to a certain degree mm-hmm. but I still work hard to try to either maintain that or get back to right. that point and that's the disconnect for me but right. I understand what you're saying but if you don't have an issue with it then it's not your issue right? right so you're here on this earth to figure out other issues of which you have a couple you've told us about is it just a couple really <laughs> someone's being very kind this morning <laughs> uh, you've mentioned a with couple, the several but... dozen Brian <laughs> You've got your hands full with that crap. <laughs> Don't worry about this Focus. One. <laughs> Focus, Mueller. But in the way that you do self-sabotage, we've talked about this before, is putting 
yourself down, having some negativity toward yourself. Defense um, which, mechanism. Yeah. And that can be self-sabotaging too, because it doesn't make you feel good when you do that. Although sometimes people do actually have a bounce back from that. They're like, what? Actually, that makes me happy. But the other thing is too, the procrastination. Some people self-medicate. That can be very mm -hmm. self-sabotaging. I know for me, withdrawing and not being part of a competition is what I used to do. And still to a certain degree, I think I do that. I just kind of back up and say, oh yeah, you guys fight over it. I'll be over here as the cheerleader instead of getting into it because I'm afraid of failing at something. So we all have our ways of self-sabotaging and not doing the thing that maybe would elevate our life or at least from the failure. And we're going to have many if we're living life in the best way because we got to get out there and really try and blood, sweat and tears. It's good. Failure is a good thing because you learn from it. But oh, sometimes yeah. we're afraid to learn from that. I've never learned anything from succeeding. Mm -hmm. And to get back to the self-loathing component, it also ties into something that we have discussed in the past, which is not being able to take a compliment mm -hmm. and always believing the negative more so than the positive. Right. And I've told the story about being up on a stage doing stand-up, doing a roast. The whole room is laughing. You're focused on the one person oh, who's not. <laughs> and you can't take your eyes off of that person. Mm -hmm. It even extends to critical reviews of things. I'm always very skeptical of a positive movie review. I can see 11 of those. If I see one negative one, I'm like, that's the right <laughs> one. <laughs> that's the one that's going to keep me from going. Yeah. Because that is how I'm hardwired. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, regardless of your issue, you have to realize if you're struggling, you are hardwired a certain way. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that there can't be some adjustments made to that right. wire through therapy, through medication, and things of that nature. And if you are somebody who self-sabotages, the self-loathing is probably off the charts. Mm -hmm. But it's not something that can't be fixed. Of course. And mindfulness is huge for this because I have my clients just stop and recognize the behavior. Recognize when you're doing it. Recognize that negative tape in your mind. Yes, we've talked about this many times. We all have a negativity bias. That can be enhanced even more by trauma, by failure, by a lot of things that have happened to us and feeds into that. Like, oh yeah, everything's bad. I have to protect myself. But we also have a part of our brain that can look at the bigger picture, that can have gratitude, that we have to work at happiness sometimes. We have to choose it. And we also have to choose to stop sabotaging ourselves. We may have that little gremlin that's like, you suck. You can't do this. You can't do that. Recognize that it's there. Send the gremlin out of the room for a little while. Say, thank you so much for trying to protect me and keep me small, but I'm going to live my life in a different way. We do have power to do that. We don't have to just believe some of the stuff that our brain is producing. So I just want to emphasize that. And also think about it. Are my behaviors aligned with my values and the things that I want? Simply, am I making choices? Do I need to do the opposite? <laughs> like in Seinfeld, do I need to do the opposite of what I've been doing to Hello, get the Hello, my name is George. <laughs> I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to do. I mean, there's a lot of research saying that this is the kind of thing we can consciously make some different choices to get different results. There are two steps that we have talked about when it comes to a whole host of negative behaviors, which is recognizing mm -hmm. that you're doing it is the first step. And then the second step that has been so effective for me, once you realize what you're doing, and this is a trick I learned from my therapist, visualize mm -hmm. the stop sign. Right. Stop doing it. Take a breath. Hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, what is the opposite? What right. is the thing that I need to be doing versus what I am doing that is putting me 
down the wrong mm-hmm. path. And maybe do some visualization around that. Visualize things working out. Visualize the right people at the right time will come into your life. That things will work the way that you want it to work. Visualize. And I can already see it in your eyes, the twinkle that comes in. Well, when I'm glad that we're getting here, here because <laughs> when it comes to the self-sabotaging, this is where you and I have had many a discussion that perhaps we're on different paths with this. Mm-hmm. There is a belief, and I was laughing out loud recently. I'm going to recommend a show for people who are like me. It's called <laughs> Louder Milk. It's on Amazon Prime. It was developed by Peter Farrelly from the Ocean State, which is where yeah. we are based out of, and a huge fan of his, obviously, and his brother, Bobby. Peter developed this show with a guy by the name of Bobby Mort. It stars Ron Livingston, who we know from Office He's Space. Awesome. Comedian Brian Regan is in it, who does some brilliant acting. Mm. Louder Milk is a very very negative person, and I see a lot of him and me in the same <laughs> cocoon almost. It's like when I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, and my wife hears Larry David say something, and invariably I hear it. <sighs> and one day, Louder Milk was ranting against somebody who reminded me a little bit of you. Oh, thank you, Brian. Like, Please tell me you're not one of these people who's going to tell me that my life is not going well because I'm always expecting the worst. Because that's not how the universe works. And I'm like, oh my God, this is every conversation that Courtney and I have had. And I'm glad we're taking it down this road because I've always been a negative person, but there have been times where I was more positive. And I've had experiences where I had a lot of really good things happen Mm -hmm. to me at a young age, like remarkably good. And I just thought the rest of my life was going to go that Mm -hmm. way. And I always tell you, I remember the specific day where I was, what I was doing, when I said, I could die today and I'd be fine with it. I've accomplished everything. Look at me. I've got the perfect marriage. Divorced. I've got the perfect (laughs) job. He was murdered. (laughs) And I felt like, oh my God, I threw that out to the universe and now I'm being punished for it. And that punishment has really continued for quite a long time. And this off of, this is where you establish these thought patterns. Now, I still don't believe that if you believe in something, it's like the old thing that they said to you when you were a kid, you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to. Well, not necessarily. I think that that's misguided. Mm -hmm. That's kind of pie in the sky, toxic positivity. So it started at a young age for me, and I mentioned this the other day on Wellness Wednesday. I'm watching Game 6 of the World Series in 1986, and the Boston Red Sox in the extra innings are leading 5-3. to There are two outs. There are two strikes on the New York Mets batter. And the Red Sox are about to win their first World Series since 1918. And I turn to my father and I say, can you believe this? It's finally going to happen. He's like, Brian, don't. And I said, Dad, base is empty, two-run lead. Look who we have on the mound. I'm going on and on. He's like, Brian, I've watched this team long enough. Do not do this. Do not curse it. This was in the days of the Curse of the Bambino for anyone who has read Dan Shaughnessy's book. And then sure enough, base hit. There was a pass ball in there somewhere. And then anybody who's a Boston Red Sox fan knows about the Bill Buckner error. And the Red Sox go on to lose the game. And then they lose game seven. And at that point, I'm like, they're never going to win a World Series in my lifetime. My father did not talk to me for a week. And it was another (laughs) example for me where I'm like, I cursed it. 
I threw it out into the universe, and the universe mm. is punishing me. What you're describing are defining moments, and we have defining moments in our life, which all of a sudden illuminate and say, this is how it is. And when we do that, everything else that comes after it is run through that filter. And that's what happens. So to was- which I say, if you are somebody who says, well, if I throw out positivity, positive things are going to happen. Well, maybe you had that happen earlier in life, but I can't believe that there is anything to this, that we have this much control. I mean, if you have a bad attitude mm-hmm. and you just feel like I'm not even going to try because I'm going to fail, mm-hmm. I'm not that person. You know me. Of I'm course. a worker bee. Of course. I'm constantly trying. I don't put things off. I'm always trying to make my life better in a thousand different directions, mm-hmm. which, Courtney, I say that a lot. And you <laughs> say, Brian, you said it again. Kind of like you say, boy, oh, no, boy. No, I love it time. when you say it. Boy, oh, boy, I love it when you say it. In a thousand different directions. Brian, I love Brian. it in a thousand different directions. <laughs> But I just don't think that we have that kind of control. I just really do think that we are hurtling through this universe and everything is very, very random. I think that you can do things Mm -hmm. to increase your odds of succeeding. I'm definitely not a proponent of giving up. I've Mm -hmm. never been that. I really do think that you should constantly reach for the stars. We had a phone topic on our radio show earlier this week in which I said, terrify yourself. That's what keeps life interesting. And as you said, if you fail, you're going to learn way more from that than if you succeed. But if you succeed, it's a win-win for you in a thousand different directions. In a thousand different directions. Boy, oh boy, I feel so good now. Well, here's the thing, Brian. I'm not a person who says that we absolutely channel everything to ourselves. We're responsible for everything. I really feel like life is life. Life's going to hand us a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's our lesson to learn. Sometimes we're in the middle of somebody else's lesson and we're part of it. And we may get the shrapnel. We may get some well, of that. Well, that's them. Go learn your lessons without me. I don't want to be part of this. So I'm definitely not one of the people who think like absolutely everything you do is responsible for absolutely everything and all of this. But I do believe in energy. I believe that what we send out, we start to connect with things and we can bring good things into our world. We start feeling better. We start to bring more because we're elevating. We have higher levels of energy and there's like an energy match. So I believe in some of that stuff. But I also get defining moments this is what we do in therapy, too, is we try to question some of these quote-unquote defining moments. I've had some in my life where I've had to change it around and be like, wow, things are maybe not the way that I'm thinking of it because it's not helping me to get what I want because it's self-sabotaging. So these are the things that I challenge people to look at a little differently. But that is why, Brian, those defining moments, you said to yourself, oh, don't taunt the universe. Oh, things can change on a dime. Oh, I'm a bad luck charm, (laughs) according to your father. Like all of these things. And so you internalize that. My thing is, let's question that. Is that always true? The other thing is what we do is we run through our filter everything that backs that up, but all the other stuff that doesn't back it up, like all the amazing opportunities that you've had, you don't put that in the same category. You do not look at that. That's one of the fallacies that we do as thinkers. Everything that says, oh yeah, that's evidence for this, and we're right there with it. If it's not evidence for it, we throw it out. So there's many things in your life that are not evidence for the stuff that have come into your life, because you've had amazing things in your life. Here's the hilarious thing. My wife, who you know very well Mm -hmm. and have known since childhood, essentially, is very much like you. Mm -hmm. And I would always talk to her about, quote unquote, the Mulhern luck. And she would say, ha ha ha, until she became a Mulhern. And eventually she said... 
oh my god this really is a thing this you, is something not to be taunted I can't believe this is happening to me you wore her down Brian okay I'm gonna go life over there. has worn her I'm down dragging her out of there no no saying, listen. listen Carla we need to pump you up the way that I'm going to define myself Courtney is I have not beaten hope out of myself mm-hmm. I am constantly trying to better myself are, as I yes. said but I would call what I have in relation to hope I have hope in the fetal position I'm inside my protective shell yes. still hoping that the best thing is going to happen yes. but expecting the worst so if the worst does happen I'm never going to be disappointed <laughs> but see my point is you still are disappointed <laughs> you'll still be like even when ah! good things happen <laughs> yes, exactly. like I said we go to number one of the ratings well this is gonna collapse eventually oh, we're gonna tank at some point oh great we're number one now oh. So, yes. Why can't we be in last? So <laughs> if we get to second to last, we're having a party. Uh, so I think part of you, too, is thinking that that is so much of what helps you to have what you have, which is this comic genius and all of the things that you have. So I think that underneath it all, you don't want to let go of some of that, because if you do, it may change you and it may change your world. Well, I have seen very talented people get too comfortable, yes, too. And, and I have thing. learned a lesson from that. Yes. Like, it was so heartbreaking for me, David Letterman, who was my comedic hero, mm-hmm. my inspiration getting into all of this when he took his foot off the gas right. I almost couldn't watch because I just thought dude come on man what are you doing here get miserable again and get oh, some good comedy I've told dude. you about the interviews I've heard with him <laughs> recently where he said all I cared about was the show and everything else suffered and I'm like but that's why the show was so good because <laughs> he'd throw his fits he'd I don't get care about your goddamn wife and kid <laughs> but maybe in another 10 or 15 years Brian you will allow yourself to take the oh, foot God off forbid, the gas the radio show going to suck. We'll never see first place again, Courtney. We'll never win another award. I'm saying maybe when you're ready to retire, you'll be able to say, okay, I can finally How am I going to afford that? (laughs) Oh, maybe 25, 30 years. I don't know. I'm going to die behind this microphone. Maybe by episode 54. Stay tuned. I'll do anything to get the numbers up. So basically, folks, I'm trying to help him. Undercover. I want to uncover some of the triggers and have us recognize when we're self-sabotaging. But you have done a lot of work around this. I give you a lot of credit because you I can't even tell you how many therapists I've driven out of the business, many of whom are selling shoes now. (laughs) They're like, it's much less stressful. So you can contact Courtney in a number of ways, but eventually it'll be at Buster Brown. But I have to say, the biggest thing is to have self-compassion, have some self-love, and really realize when you're doing some things that may be not helping you in your life, Mm -hmm. get some help around it if you feel like it's too overwhelming, and recognize that change is scary for everyone. And changing some of the ways that you look at things and some of the ways that you look at the world, it's scary scary because then you have to let go and maybe some uncertainty coming your way. But you know what? Letting go of old routines, you can get some really great new change coming in, especially changing some of those old beliefs. And maybe you can finally get some of the things that you really want in your life to be happy. So as I said, <laughs> terrify yourself yes. with hope <laughs> Exactly. in the fetal position. Yes, yes. Get <laughs> uncomfortable. It's going to make you happy. All right, Courtney, how can people get in touch with you in case they have any other questions? Wellness at WCTK.com. Feel free to shoot me an email. You can and also check out our resources at catcountry.com wellness Wednesday page. We're on socials, of course, at Cat Country Mornings in a number of spots. I have personal pages, Brian Mulhern, H-E-R-N. She is Courtney Kelly, E-Y, and also Courtney Kelly Bedard. And of course, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Libsyn. Tell a friend about it. Your smart devices, you can pick this up. Oh my God, it's everywhere. Boy, you oh have boy. No excuse. A thousand different you ways to find us. You can listen to this in us. a thousand different directions. <laughs> <laughs> well, Courtney... 
episode one of season two. Oof. I think it went swimmingly. I think so. But don't worry, I'll find something wrong about it. <laughs> we'll be right back at it for episode two of season two. Woo. Thank you for listening to Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Thank you. I want to talk about-